Lisa Schomburg will be presenting a body of four new spa spatialized sound works that are the culmination of old growth playback, which asks us how we can listen to the present to speculate about future old growth soundscapes and our role in them. Musicians Nina Isabel and Brian McCorkle will also be presenting work that evening. That is December 16th at the Sanctuary. And Lisa Schoenberg joins us now. Welcome, Lisa. Welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me. We've been really excited to present some of your work. You've done some interviews. We had your workshop recently, so frequent listeners might recognize your work. But for those who may not... Could you tell us a little bit about the type of sound work you do and your type of uh, the type of work that you do as a musician and artist? Yeah, so um, I'm a percussionist and composer and um, ecological sound artist. So I do a lot of field recording and listening in outdoor spaces and all sorts of locations and use those recordings and observation, like ecological observation, to inform the composition of music and sound art. Um, and a lot of that work, I focus on hidden sounds or what I like to call cryptic sounds. So sounds that are beyond the limits of normal human hearing. And I also tend to do a lot of work on insects. Um, but this particular work that I'm presenting this weekend actually doesn't really have much insect sound, but it does have a lot of cryptic sound. So what specifically are you going out and recording? Yeah, so it really depends. Um, two of the works that I'm presenting this weekend are both featuring water. And it's really amazing how broad a variety of sounds there is within water, within one stream even. Um, so I use a hydrophone to record those. And actually in our workshop the other day, down at the boat launch in North Troy, we got some really amazing sounds with the hydrophone in the Hudson there. Um, and then other sounds that will be featured this weekend are um, a set of sounds that I recorded by placing contact microphones on the forest floor. So contact microphones are microphones that pick up vibration through surfaces as opposed to airborne sound. And um, I dropped different items that might fall from the forest canopy onto the floor. And that sound was picked up by the contact mics. It was picking up the vibration of those pieces of needles and lichen and moss on the forest floor. So some of that sound is in the works on Saturday. I record ants and bees and wind and rain and yeah, birds sometimes. And this specific project, the Old Growth Playback, is a project you've been working on since 2018 from the forests of Oregon. Mm -hmm. So how did you begin this project? Like, what is the beginning of this project? And how has it evolved to what you're doing in Troy this year? So the beginning of the project was um, as an artist in residence at the H.J. Andrews Experimental Forest in Blue River, Oregon. So that's, for those of you who are familiar with Oregon, it's about an hour and a half east of Eugene in this beautiful forested area that's actually experienced quite a lot of fire in the last couple of years. And they have a long-term ecological study program there where scientists look at 
these specific locations over 200 years. And then they've added a layer of artistic investigation to that. So I was one of the artists participating in this. So it's 200 years of artists coming to this site also. And um, so as part of that, I wrote these four compositions. So the ideas evolved there and um, I got, I had never finished and presented the works. I've presented little bits of them, but never completed them. And I got a grant from NISCA um, to work with the sanctuary um, and Hudson Mohawk magazine and also um, Nature Lab to finish and present these works. And so it only made sense to adapt these concepts and develop them in the Troy environment that I live in now. So we've been doing a series of public events involving listening, um, recording, and the event on Saturday too, actually. So, yeah. And the old growth piece oh, has been really interesting to adapt to Troy because we're not in a huge forest, um, but we do have trees, we do have an ecosystem, and that ecosystem will get older. It will become mature and in the future. So it's interesting to think about that. Well, on the idea of forests, um... I'm somebody who has not been to the West Coast, but you were telling me about these old growth forests and um, how would you, like, how can somebody like me who hasn't been to the old growth forest, what can I not imagine ab about a forest, um, about these forests that you can only really experience from being there and listening? Well, the focus of this project is on the sound. So um, the sound itself is informed by the space and the space is different than in a younger forest because you've got these like giant trees you have much more of a chaotic and varied landscape so a lot of like because of tree falls and things like that you have like things that um sort of create more variation in the ground as you're walking on it and also in the canopy different heights so that sound moves around in more varied ways too and it's also more insulated there's a lot more going on there's a more closed canopy in for the most part. Um, yeah, and just trees like that. I had never seen trees this big until I moved out there. Trees as big as the room I'm, trees of the diameter bigger than the room I'm sitting in right now. Um, things that fall from the canopy. That is incredible. High up. Yeah, it's really incredible. And the thing is like the forests that aren't old growth are also incredible and it's amazing to watch them evolve and also and grow and also there's been so much fire so now people are experiencing these forests having been burnt and the growth coming back after that so yeah. what have you learned about the forest by listening to them in this such unique way um well i've learned about what i can't hear so which makes me more and more curious to hear even more sounds that i can't hear without without technology. So um, getting to know the sounds of streams in the Northwest in particular has been really exciting. Um, listening to insects like coming across like um, a mound of ants, like a, a mound nest of ants and putting a microphone amongst the chaos of the ants there and hearing that movement. Um, I've learned just how silent these places are too. Um, I do work in the tropics and these, the Northwest is much quieter in, than the tropics um, in any aspect of sound in general. Um, yeah. So how is this experience getting translated to the sanctuary, which is just to clarify, not a forest, not a stream. <laughs> 
it's in an urban forest. Um, <laughs> so it's going to be translated as a quad speaker presentation. So there will be four speakers and you'll be able to move around the space as you like, as the works are playing. And so the sound moves between the speakers. Um, I like presenting work in that way because for many years, and, and I still do actually have a percussion ensemble and the players are really spread out sometimes and the sounds coming from different directions and really play with that. And so I really like that feeling of immersion um, of sound and also kind of like gestures towards how sound happens in a forest. It doesn't come from a single point. Um, but yeah, there's gonna be a quad speaker presentation and it'll be on a loop, like an installation. And then also Nina, Isabel and Brian McCorkle are performing as well. They're doing like a really, exciting presentation, including objects and a piano and movement, and you should not miss their presentation. So um, being a, uh, grad, a PhD student at RPI and having access to MPAC, how has their audio equipment, the tools that they use, been able to inform your practice? I mean, you mentioned the well, it, you're not using omnidirectional mics, but that's where I saw in the recent exhibition. It, it just makes me think that they're, um, so how how has what you've seen through RPI informed what uh, the practice coming to the sanctuary on Saturday? Yeah, so I had the opportunity to develop works um, alongside a couple of colleagues a couple of years ago at MPAC and to use the ambisonic system in one of their studios there. So and what is ambisonic? So it's a, it's a type of spatial audio where basically you can record something ambisonically where it recreates like the spatial, the spatial location of things, or you can render things ambisonically so people could hear them all around. And the, the basically ambisonic can be rendered for any number of speakers. So you have an ambisonic file and it basically means it can be adapted to stereo, to four speakers, to eight speakers. And that sound will be kind of adapted to however many speakers you have. So in that system, also we had an XYZ axis and also um, the azimuth that we can move the sound around on. So it wasn't limited to the sort of linear square path between four speakers, but rather because of the positioning and the ambisonic system, you can move the sound in a much greater variety of directions. Um, yeah. So that informs this. I mean, that's a much more complicated and like varied movement in there, but it informed my desire to want to do those kinds of installations like I'll be doing on Saturday with the quad speaker. So when yeah. um, someone comes on Saturday, what kind of experience do you hope uh, visitors to have to come away from this with this from this performance? I hope that. Um, it informs their next experiences outside in the Troy neighborhood or perhaps in a nearby forest where they might think about sounds that they can't hear and what might be happening beyond their hearing. And I hope that it prompts conversations and people asking me questions and people asking each other questions and thoughts about the topics that we're listening, the, the, the beings that we're listening to. Yeah. And you did briefly mention Nina Isabella and uh, Brian McCorkle. How, um, why have them perform with you? Can you talk about the synergy between your your yeah. pieces? So Nina is a colleague of mine at RPI. She's also a doctorate student. And I just, every time I've seen Nina present work, I just like get really excited. She uses objects 
in percussion and also movement and is way into the perception of sound and um, has a playfulness to her work that I love. And Brian's her partner and he's just, I've seen him present work less often, but I've just only heard amazing things and they're gonna perform together. Um, so yeah. That's, well, exciting. So um, I think it'll be a really good compliment to the work. They're going to actually be present making the sounds with their bodies and, and objects, whereas my sounds will be just um, acousmatic, just in the speakers. So. And that is on Saturday, December 16th, beginning at 7 p.m., going until 9. Um, Lisa Schomburg, this has been such a pleasure. Thank you for having me again, and thank you for being a partner on this project. Yeah, it's been exciting to see all the varied ways that your your sound and your compositions come out there. So thank you.